I thought they start cleaning those tires up. Don't drain the time. Remember, they fan out down there. So protect that bottom. Sunday drive. All right, boss, man. Hey, car's off. Be ready. Right, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. ready. Green flag. Green, green. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass. I am Randy Miller alongside Tom Baker, as always. Um, I'm sorry I wasn't here last week, but I was, uh, you know, life happens. Sometimes. Life happens. It's, it is what it is. But uh, We had a great show with Hunter Smith. Yes. And and, good, uh, day. good to have people like Hunter to fill in. And I do want to thank Hunter for filling yes, in for me did a great uh, last job. week. And uh, Brent Cruz for calling in, too. Um, uh, Brent was amazing. Uh, great kid from, uh, from the Chili Bowl. Did a great job at the Chili Bowl, and uh, I'm yep. glad that he was able to uh, join us. Speaking of the Chili Bowl... Um, we have another uh, amazing, fantastic driver that uh, did very, very well for himself um, in the Chili Bowl a couple of weeks ago. He's a good friend of mine. I've known I've known him since he was knee height of a June bug. That's what my dad used to say anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, he probably he was actually a little older than that. But he, I think I when I first met Kyle, um, he was in go karts. I think um, okay. like way, 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 way back in the day. Um, but I've seen him go from go karts to to stock cars to sprint cars. Uh, but Kyle Jones will will join us. Highest finishing Texan in the history of the Chili Bowl. Um, which is a, an accolade that uh, nobody can say um, at this point, but uh, he keeps getting progressively better and better um, every year that he's done the Chili Bowl. Handlebar mustache and all. Um, <laughs> uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. Or if you watch it on Flow Racing, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, he makes uh, a lot of uh, ranchers in Texas very jealous with the way that he has um, the, the finesse of the handlebar mustache. Now, yes. But, um, great kid. He's, he's, he's a great, talented racer. I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, what you got – I'm looking forward to showing you guys what I have been seeing in him for quite some time as he uh, gets a, a nationwide uh, kind of tour uh, this year with Power Eye and uh, Extreme Midget Series. And so uh, big things, I think, are coming for him. For sure. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, Kyle is he's a little bit older. He's not your typical. I mean, Brent's 14. Kyle was once um no longer is but um he's not he's not 50 um but yeah he's a seasoned veteran and he's in what is fourth or fifth year with with the midget team Mm -hmm. and um you know i just think it's cool to be able to showcase some of these drivers that don't get a lot of other attention for the bigger media and kyle's definitely he's one of these drivers that if he just had the right situation and the right funding he could go somewhere but if not you know what he's gonna he's gonna continue to to be a contender in the midgets for a long time that's right that's why we bring him to the nationwide stage of the worldwide audience worldwide. we have here at the inside pass we're gonna step aside take a break and we will see you guys when we get back on the show right after this Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. 
Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information, report the call at oig.ssa.gov. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know, it won't start. How are we getting home? Chill, my parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Well, we'll talk about uh, Chris's team, Colleague Racing, uh, since since he brought it up. He's the one that brought us back from break, so I guess we'll start talking uh, about him and his team. Um, they, they got big-time stuff uh, going on uh, this year. A lot of announcements coming out of the organization this past week. Um, for starters, of course, we already knew that Chandler Smith was going to be um, one of the new drivers over at the Colleague Camp, uh, taking the place of A.J. Allmendinger, who's going to be full-time now um, in the Cup Series. But what we didn't know is that he's actually going to try to qualify for the Daytona 500, and he's one of like 75 drivers, I feel like, that's going to try to qualify this year <laughs> for the 500. That list is getting longer and longer by the week, but I love it, Tom, because that means we actually are, are going to have a huge amount of competition for the duels coming up. Well, what's interesting for me with this is that it gives us a go-or-go-home group that is going to be more substantial than what we've had in the past. Um, You know, the past few years, you get two or three or maybe four. It feels like we're going to be closer to at least seven or eight um, here. And I think that's really cool. And and just some of the names. I mean, when you think about Jimmy Johnson back behind the wheel um, in his first start for Legacy Motor Club, the team formerly known as Petty GMS, which is the team formerly known as GMS Racing and still is known as GMS Racing in the truck series. There'll be a quiz on that later. Um, Jimmy is going to have a new crew chief for his effort. And that was just announced today. And I couldn't believe it. Todd Gordon 
is coming out of retirement. He didn't stay retired long. To, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but of course, when Jimmy Johnson calls, do you really say no? I mean, well, you know, that's I don't we don't know who called who, but yeah, it's uh, Todd has been doing and probably will still still do his radio work because uh, Jimmy's only running seven races. But um, this is a formidable group because uh, Todd and Jimmy, I believe, will think alike. Their minds are very similar. They're both very methodical and very, you know, kind of um, technical uh, people and um, calculating folks. So um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, it's again, when you look at this group of cars that we've got that's that's got to go or go home, um, suddenly qualifying takes on a whole new meaning because, of course, you only get the front row at first. Then you got to run the duels. But, um, you know, putting yourself in a good position in the duel is going to be key. And for somebody like Jimmy Johnson, you're not going to want to be starting in the back of one of these duels and have to depend on racing your way through because that's when bad stuff can happen. So that's where the past champions provisional would come back in handy again. Um, because well, that's you know, a good point. Him, yeah, I wonder I if they know. still use that. I don't know. I don't think they've ever had a need to use it because there's only been 38 drivers and 38 cars and for the no longest past time, champions so. yeah. that haven't so, made it. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see what if there's a, a new Jimmy rule that comes into play um, <laughs> well, after the the start of the season. Um, so we're looking at the rookie classes, and the, obviously these are going to change because we're getting more and more announcements as we go through the weeks. Yeah. leading up to Daytona. Um, but it looks like the the truck series is going to have a really a really nice time with their rookie class. There's five drivers as of right now competing for rookie of the year um, in the truck series. Two of them are from the GMS camp, Rajah Karuth and Daniel Dye, who will be teammates this year. Um, and then next Sanchez uh, for Rev Racing slash uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports because they're kind of prepared trucks. Um, will be uh, there, and then BMR has two drivers, Jake Garcia and Brett Holmes. So five drivers already um, in a, a pretty looking stacked truck series uh, rookie of the year contingent. Yeah, and you know, when you look at the truck series this year, so much the same, and yet so much difference. <laughs> Kyle Busch is still in the truck series, but he's not at Toyota anymore. You know, he's now a Chevy team. Will he come out of the box strong? Will they struggle at first? He has new drivers for the team. Um, you know, there's, uh, there, there's so much. There's obviously you have uh, Thor Sport has a new driver. Um, it basically, Christian Eckes has gone now. He's over at BMR. And um, you now have a young lady by the name of Haley Deegan who has taken Christian's place at Thor Sport. Um, I mean, it's, there are, uh, there are some, some drivers and, and, and team changes here that I think is going to make this a real unknown going into the year. Um, and even if you look at the other teams that you would kind of think would be up front, um, David Gilliland is no longer David Gilliland. The personnel are still there. It's now called Tricon. Um, and it is basically Toyota's new house team. But it is still it is still David Gilliland racing, and you know you've got a couple of Grays uh, driving for him, and you got about uh, ten other drivers between the other three trucks. So um, this is just going to be a really different year in the truck series, and probably a pretty big shakeup year as well. Definitely talented. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, if you look over at the Xfinity series, uh, Sammy Smith is going to be one of the Rookie of the Year contenders. He will be in the JGR number eighteen. Um, and uh, Parker Ratzliff will be in the 31. Now, the uh, the one name that's omitted right now is Chandler Smith, and that's only because Chandler hasn't declared for points yet, which we all, I mean, obviously he's going to, we assume, 
um, acquire with Xfinity Series points. So he'll be added to the Rookie of the Year contention at some point. Um, but still, again, a pretty talented group. Not a, not a lot of guys in there, but I feel like if you look at it and you see you've, you've got five drivers in, in Truck Series and only four or three, I guess, in, the, in Xfinity, we're kind of flipping the tide back the way it should be where you start in Trucks and then you kind of graduate yourself up through the rankings like you should. Well, I think it's just a matter of kind of just the way it fell, right? And, yeah. and Chandler... I'm sure we'll run for Xfinity points uh, for colleagues. So um, wouldn't even have any hesitation about slotting him in as the rookie of the year candidate. But yeah, again, I mean, the Xfinity series is going to have a lot of new names and new faces and, and uh, different faces, different places. Um, you know, I, I love it. Now, what's interesting is that the more we go on and now that we know that Kevin Harvick's stepping out at the end of the year, um, that's another one of those sort of um, critical retirements because if once that gets filled, if it's with a younger driver, you know, Cup is almost closed for a while. You've only got a few elite rides that could still now, if if you move a Ross Chastain over there, then obviously Trackhouse has got a spot to fill. Um, you know, so there, it's going to be interesting to see how this season plays out and then who after this season moves up because – one of the guys I'm watching, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this uh, as we go, but I'm watching Zane Smith because I could easily see Zane Smith going from trucks this year. I could see him going to cup next year and skipping Xfinity depending on, you know, what's available and what's open. Um, but you're, you're definitely, uh, I think there's a lot we have to unpack over the next few weeks about, you know, who's where this year and what that mean could mean for even for 24 already. I think there's a lot of guys that are going to be auditioning for rides, knowing that that ride is coming yep. available. A lot of them are going to want to be a part of that organization or, you know, even just be considered for a ride the caliber of, uh, of Kevin Harvick, which we'll talk about yep. a little bit later on. The the final uh, section is, of course, the Cup Series uh, Rookie of the Year contingency. It's only two drivers, but I feel like this is probably the biggest slugfest of them mm, all. Yes. Because you've got Noah Gregson, um, who is the, the legacy team driver, and then you've got Ty Gibbs with JGR, who they've been slugging it out all last season in Xfinity, uh, but now they're going to compete for Rookie of the Year, and these are they're, they're no slouches. I mean, they're, they're talented drivers who can prove that they can run up front. It's got to have the right opportunity. But, you know, in years past, we've always had four, five, six candidates, but only three or four of them have managed to kind of come through the, the ringer and actually been contendents. But these two are going to have a heck of a battle all season long. Yeah, I think so. Um, again, uh, Ty, both of them actually are in new places, right? Because sure. last year, Ty was filling in for Kurt Busch over at 2311, but it's basically Toyota equipment and, and you know, the same, uh, same team. He's now you know, driving for, for his family. And, um, of course you got Noah who's over at legacy now. And, uh, that Noah's kind of, I feel like the wild card. I, I think we know with Ty, we're going to get, you know, we're, we're, it's going to be competitive and either one of them could start out the year with a win. But I believe that, um, that that is a competitive organization at legacy now. And, um, you're right. This could be a really interesting rookie of the year battle. There's 30, uh, 36 races on the schedule and I think it's going to take most of them um, to decide who who the rookie of the year is going to be and I could see both of them honestly winning their way into the playoffs um, I do believe that both of the legacy cars the 42 and 43 will get wins this year and I could also see Jimmy Johnson sneaking one 
Um, but certainly I think Ty and Noah both could be victorious and end up in the playoffs together. This could be fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a slugfest, that is for sure. Yeah. We're going to step aside and uh, take a break. We'll have more NASCAR news right around the turn. We'll be right back right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. Sure, right. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. Strike two. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Oh. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hi, my name's Eric Jones, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to talk to uh, Kyle Jones, one of the great up-and-coming uh, sprint car racers out there, um, running in the Power Eye Midget Series, uh, Power Eye Outlaw Series, actually. But he's he's going to run some USAC sprint car races this year. He's going to run some uh, some other uh, big-time uh, elite stuff uh, later on in the year. So uh, we're looking forward to talking to him. Um, so one of the biggest races, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we always talk about uh, you know, it's kicking off the new year, talking about the uh, Snowball Derby, which is one of the most prestigious races out there. Um, a lot of drivers that have ran in the Cup Series, even Xfinity and Trucks, have, have either ran that race or won that race at some point in time. 
in their careers. And uh, there's another big race that, that's also kind of right on the tail end of that. It's called Speed Fest. And this year, um, it, it happens at, at the end of the month uh, in uh, its... I know it was in Lakeland, Florida at the very beginning, uh, back when it was uh, it ran at USA National. It's a Cordial now, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think Cordial, so. Cordial, Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia. Yep. Uh, so, but the list of the people who has won this race include Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, Bubba Pollard won it last year, I believe. Um, Chandler Smith, Harrison Burton, Corey Heim. Um, you get the point. A lot, a lot of a lot of big names um, have ran it. A lot of those, some of those guys are actually going to run it this year, and uh, David Reagan's going to run it as well. Um, for uh, I think the second time that he's run that race, but this is another one of those uh, races, Tom. Where you know, if you get out there and you can show what you can do as a young kid, trying to make your way through the rankings, it's a, it's it's good to kind of rub dirt and, and I guess at this point, rub asphalt with some of these guys because it might get you noticed. Well, yeah, I mean, it's um again, it's 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 a big event um on the super late model calendar. It's um um. I don't think it quite has the prestige of the Snowball Derby, which is actually the big race that ends the season for the late models every year. This could be said to be one of the races that starts the season that's that's a big event. And um, again, as you say, a lot of heavy hitters going to be in competition in this one. And yeah, you, you certainly, if you're a young racer, you want to be able to go out there and show that you can race with these guys and win it. Um, it's a neat division. The super late models have a national series this year that we're going to be um, talking about more and more as we go. It's called stars. Um, and we're going to try to get uh, one of the principles from that series on the show here in the ne- in the next uh, coming weeks. Um, but that's going to be a big deal. Uh, so yeah, the speed fast is definitely awesome. It's a great way to start the year. And uh the weather is just about warm enough down in Georgia to be able to to get everybody to the racetrack and run a race. So it's got to get that warm to come a little bit more north. Yes, it's a little a little bit too chilly in the, yes. in the Charlotte area for me right now. But uh, uh, I know the weather won't last long because the weather here has been very bipolar um, this season, yeah. going from seventy to forty. It's to, been a weird winter. It's been a very weird winter. Um, so the other biggest news story, I guess, of the week uh, revolves around uh, Kyle Larson. Uh, so as everybody knows, Kyle Larson has been wanting to have the opportunity to potentially run other races out there. Um, of course, the biggest one being the Indy 500. And he's going to get his opportunity, um, but not until 2024. Um, because uh, <laughs> McLaren signed him to drive in the Indy 500. He will drive and try to compete for the double in 2024 um so he'll run a mclaren car for the indy 500 and then he will get on a plane and come to charlotte and run the 600 um that night for uh 400 motorsports so i i'm excited the last time this happened was of course kyle or kurt bush who did it several years ago um and he finished in the top 10 in both races but didn't quite get there um but i feel like this is probably the best chance that anybody's had in quite some time if kyle can figure out the indy car which i'm, I'm sure he won't have hard hard time figuring out because um, it's Kyle Larson. Um, but I, I'm just excited for the, the the whole like just the prestige of having somebody like Kyle Larson, such a polarizing figure that everybody, you know, he puts butts in seats everywhere he goes. So to, to see the intrigue that he will bring to the Indy 500 and see what he can do with the double. Yes, um, and I, here's the thing: everybody's focusing on Kyle doing it in 2024. But I am not sure that we aren't going to see a driver do it in 2023 because Jimmy Johnson has not announced his racing schedule yet. And he was asked about running North Wilkesboro for the all-star race. 
which is happening the week prior to Memorial Weekend, which obviously is when the Indy 500 and the Coke 600 is run. And his response to that was very curious. He said something to the effect of, um, that would be a cool idea, but then that would kind of be right in the middle of the month of May stuff at Indy, wouldn't it? And so lots of speculation that we could see him back in the Indy 500 again. And so if he's going to do the Indy 500, what would be the likelihood that he decides at 47 to try and do the double and run the Coke 600 the same day? I would say that if you see a Kyle or a Jimmy Johnson announcement about running the 500, either in the same announcement or a subsequent one, you're going to see that he's going to run the double. I'm calling that here on this show that Jimmy Johnson may well do that this year. And that may be a reason why he is not um, announced his schedule yet. He did say Chip Ganassi's waiting on an answer from him about running the Indy 500. He will have a car if he decides to do it. Well, I mean, when you're when you're business Jimmy Johnson, you can pretty much do whatever you want. So, I mean, you know, when somebody calls and says, hey, I want you to run the Indy 500 for me. Of course, you're going to say yes because it's something that you, you right. you've you've had the momentum. I mean, he you know he he almost could have won right um, last year. But then when on the business side of things, when you look and go, you know, maybe, maybe I can run the double. I don't really know. It's your team. If you want to run the double, just say, hey, get me get my car ready. I'm going to go run the double. I'm going to go run the 600. You're the boss. You can do well, whatever. Well, I want. don't I don't think it's necessarily a matter of you know cars as much as it is obviously. Um, Ally has said. Um, or actually it's not LI, it's um, Carvana. Carvana has said that, um, you know, whatever he wants to do, they're with him. But you still have to put pieces in place. Well, and, you know, so I think there's probably a, a pretty good reason why we haven't yet seen the announcement. But I would expect that within the next week or so, you're probably going to get that schedule announcement. And when you do, uh, like I said, I'm calling it here, I believe that you're going to see Jimmy attempt the double. Um, and I hope I'm right, because if this, if that happens, um, I think he'd be the oldest one to do it. Um, and I think he is a guy who's in the kind of physical condition that could do it. And I think it would be real interesting to see that happen. And I think this is something you're going to start seeing more of. Kyle Busch wants to run the 500. I could see him doing it in 24 as well. We can see Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. I think this is something that that you're going to see a little more of these drivers wanting to to do some of these other things, um, and I just think that's nothing but good for the sport as a whole. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I I don't know why more people. I mean, I know why more people don't do it. It's a very taxing thing. It's a thousand miles of racing. Yes. In one day, and you only have you know four hours between each race to to kind of you know, get your thoughts together or whatever. But you obviously you have to be in very, very phys- good physical shape yes. to be able to do it. But, yep. uh, you know, we all know that race car drivers are pretty much, you know, at, at the top in the upper echelon of, of stamina and and fitness, uh, you know, and things like that. So um, another good announcement that kind of came down uh, going to the truck series for a moment, our good friend Tyler Ankrum is going to be back with uh, Hattori HRE um, Enterprises this year. He won't have a teammate this year. They're only going to run one truck. Um Full time, full time, right? Sixty one will be a part time truck. Yeah. Yes, it will be. I don't even. They even. They haven't even announced. They have not announced drivers for that truck yet, but there is a new crew chief for Tyler Ankrum. 
Doug Randolph. Doug Randolph is is coming over. I have been a huge fan. I've known Doug quite a while. I've been a huge fan of Doug as a crew chief since uh, you go all the way back to Gin Racing, which was early 2000s, I yeah. think, um, 2005, whatever. Um, and uh, Doug is just an incredibly smart man. And so I think he comes in and um, he's going to be able to to work with Tyler and I think continue Tyler's progress here. And I look for a big year for Tyler Ankrum and HRE as they go into year two together. And I look for him and Doug to really um, to, to mesh very well, because I think the two of them personality wise are, are very much uh, similar people. So I think this should be a lot of fun. A nice thank you also to uh, Layuna, who is his sponsor, his primary sponsor. They're going to sponsor the truck for 21 of the 23 races on the schedule this year, and they're going to celebrate their 120th birthday in April. So Nice. Um, what an awesome sponsorship. You love the partnerships in the sport. Obviously, Tyler, you know, we talked last year, you know, all the social media, all the funny things that he does to, to kind of help that uh, – um, the, the company out and kind of do some stuff, you know, to be a spokesperson for the, for the team. So it's awesome to see um, Tyler get this opportunity. Um, we know he's talented. You know, he obviously made the chase a couple of the playoffs a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, when he was a GMS, was a GMS driver? DGR. DGR driver. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm going to, going to look for good things. And, and I mean, Doug Randolph is, you know, a veteran crew chief. If anybody can get him to where he needs to be, I think in the sport, then Doug is obviously, I think, the guy that's going yes. to be able to get it done. Yeah, that was. Uh, I was happy to see that Doug was was going to be his crew chief because, again, having known Doug a while, uh, I really believe that um, you know he's he's definitely got uh, a, a tremendous amount of talent um, as a crew chief and veteran experience. And I think, again, personality wise, um, you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna lose a legend as a crew chief. Then, um, you know, like Scott Zipidelli, it's good to get one back in Doug Randolph. And so Tyler made a good that that was a good deal for him that, oh, my gosh. And then, oh, my gosh. Right. Um, so, you know, I think that was kind of an even up swap that uh, HRE ended up making there. So that's going to be fun. And I think that team will be definitely a team to watch. Kind of even exchange situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can go ahead and go. We have somebody else in the pipeline. Yeah. But it's good to see these guys move around because we. We don't talk enough about crew chief driver interaction and how much a good crew chief and a good driver combination go together, um, because th- that, that sometimes is is the glue that holds everything together. You think Chad Canals and Jimmy sure. Johnson, um, you know, going back uh, from there. So um, we are going to step aside here. Um, when we come back from break, though, our our, our guest of the night is on the line, uh, Kyle Jones. So we'll get to talk to him about. Um, all the exciting things that's going on in, in his world this upcoming year. And uh, like I said, I, I don't put avocations to a lot of kids and a lot of drivers out there, um, but I will for him for sure. We're going to step aside, take a break. Kyle is coming back on the other side of the break. We will be right back on the Inside Pass. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you uh, talking racing as we always do. You know, over the course of the last four or five years, we've sort of expanded out our our guest base and sort of went out and reached drivers of other, um, you know, other opportunities, other disciplines, um, and done different things to kind of bring the people to to our our forum here. Um, We are a worldwide syndicated show, uh, you know, Sirius XM and Armed Forces Network and all the great partners that we have on our show um, that get these kids out here and get them uh, get them noticed and, and get them notoriety in the world. We had uh, Gavin Bushell on a few weeks ago before the Chili Bowl, and uh, he went out. Not only did he do a really good job in the Chili Bowl, but he also has a ride now with uh, with uh, what's his name? Oh, Christopher Bell. Yeah, um, that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that so, guy, Christopher you know, Bell. We kind of we kind of help people do big things uh, around here. So uh, not not to toot our own horn or blow our own whistle, but um, our show brings good luck. Um, so I brought on a guest tonight. You you guys, if you watch the Chili Bowl, if you had an opportunity to catch it on Flow Racing at any point in time, uh, I'm sure you saw this guy uh, kicking butt 
um, and taking names. Uh, I've I've been, I've known him for quite some time, and he's kicked butt and taken names for for quite some time. Um, but hopefully, you guys will get to see this on a much more bigger stage uh, as we go on uh, through the next few years. Um, he drives the 7U for Trifecta Motorsports uh, in the Power Eye Midget Series. Um, He's he, one of my good friends, but hopefully you guys will get to know him at some point. Kyle Jones is on the hotline. What's going on, buddy? Oh, man, just uh, hanging out here at Kennedale, Texas. Uh, just looking forward to talking to you guys tonight. <laughs> little small town uh, between Dallas and Fort Worth, uh, for those who don't know. But a really good hotbed of racing. Uh, been a dirt track in Kennedale since 1956 or so. So um, that's where he got his start. That's kind of where I started knowing him. I called a lot of his races as his rookie growing up. Um, and coming up through the rankings. But I'm glad that you have the opportunity now to kind of be on a more national stage, Kyle, because as I've told everybody at the beginning of the show, I've watched you race for basically your entire career, and I know how talented you are. So getting the opportunity to be out on a, on a nationwide stage and, and be able to do this and what you done, what you did at the Chili Bowl a couple of weeks ago, finishing in sixth now, you have that record as, as the highest finishing Texan in the history of the Chili Bowl. That's got to be a pretty cool stat. Uh, yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, really, that's been an ultimate goal for, of mine for for a long time. Ever since I went to the Chili Bowl, and uh, you know, we always had fun with it. Like, who's who's made the A, who hasn't, and uh, oh, those guys have. Where'd they finish at? And just have a mark to hit. I mean, obviously, we always we want to go there and win it. But um, you know, just a, a goal to have like that's pretty cool, and and to carry that on my back as like the highest finishing Texan is is, is pretty cool, and. Hopefully one day uh, we can top that and go out there and win it and, and be the first winning Texan from, uh, at the Chili Bowl. So that's the ultimate goal now. Um, and I really think that's not, not outreach because, like, the car was really good on Saturday night. Like, I feel like we had a top three car. It just started so far back. Um, you know, um, just I was really ecstatic with how the whole week really went. And, you know, that was my ninth Chili Bowl. So um, after – after going there for so many years and, and being close to the A, like every year we got closer and closer and closer, it was really nice to finally succeed. And once we made the A, it was like whatever happens in this feature is really going to happen. You know, if we got and finished 24th, you know, the pressure was really off. It was it was it was intense for the B main just to make sure we made it in. But then after that, it really it was just whatever happens is going to happen. And then to, for us to go out and finish sixth was just incredible. Kyle, I feel like so much of the Chili Bowl, and correct me if I'm wrong because you've done it and I haven't, and it's safer that way, um, but I feel like so much of the Chili Bowl from a driving standpoint is about managing emotions throughout the week because you get your practice day, and then depending on when your qualifying night is, if it's later in the week, you could be three or four days out of the car um, and, and so then you've got to get into the qualifying night and you, you obviously work yourself up to, to, to lock into the A from that. But if you end up in the soup, again, it's about managing emotions on Saturday. You know, you're in the K main or the L main, whatever it may be. I feel like so much of this is mental um, and just, again, keeping your emotions in check and being able to be up when you need to be and then not let yourself get too psyched out by all of the pressure of, of having to get to the A because 400 midgets down to 24 A main starters is a long road. Right, absolutely. And, and so, for instance, for the longest time, and it still is, the heat race Chili Bowl is, is the only time that I really get, you know, pretty nervous. Just because that your heat race there is just everything. If you, if you do well, then you're, you're fine. But if you don't, then like you said, you're plugged back in the soup. Not only on Saturday, but just on on your prelim night, you've got a long way to get out of there. Um, so it's just the heat race there is pretty much everything. And then 
just getting through that and just making sure you you keep your you keep your head clean and, and keep your nose clean on the car and just make sure that you you know don't overthink stuff and try to keep your nerves and your and everything down like you were saying is uh, pretty tough um, especially for guys that are rookies like if I'm a rookie there's no way I could go out and practice on Sunday like some guys did and then race on Friday yeah. I'd be a nervous wreck all week just just waiting for my prelim night um, so I. I don't know how some guys do that, but I couldn't. There's no way. You've got an amazing partnership with Trifecta Motorsports. This will be your fifth year with the team, but you guys are decided to go uh, to the national level this year and, and join the uh, Extreme Outlaw Midget Series, which is presented by Toyota. Um, not that there's that needs to be a contingency sponsor, but, I mean, that's one of the biggest sponsors out there. So I feel like if you can win this year, um, Kyle, you might get a Toyota development contract out of this thing because they seem to be looking for drivers these days. Um, but it's a really cool opportunity. So talk a little bit about like how the trifecta thing came about and your partnership with them because those guys have been awesome to you. Well, I'll be waiting for them to call just like Gavin got his deal. So I'm <laughs> sure in a few weeks they'll give me a call and, and they'll hear me on the inside pass yeah, and try to yeah, give me a, yeah. give me a ride here soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, exactly. No, I, it's funny. In fact, I actually was uh, I was under a TRD development deal for a little bit there when I and back in I think it was like 2016 2015. I, I just ran a, a real short stint with those guys. Uh, with Zach Dom on a on a like a it was like seven races and we did really well <clears throat> and it just it just didn't really turn out to anything with them but it uh, it helped they helped me kickstart off with other teams that that saw me go out and do that and like I ran with Peachtree Motorsports they took me up for Chili Bowl that year um, and then th- that kicked off some other rides that I got some other opportunities so um, really fortunate for those for, for Toyota Race Development that they gave me an option and opportunities for that back then. Um, a little bit older now. <laughs> they're, they're typically going after the guys that are half my age. Um, but uh, uh, you know, they if 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 something came out of it, and you know, we go out and we win the championship this year, that would be amazing. Um, of course, my ultimate goal is just to do it pretty much for you know Trifecta Motorsports and Steve and Staten and 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 all the guys there that have put in a bunch of hours on that on the cars and and on just the shop work. Like we moved shops this year and. Uh, we've spent tons of hours just trying to renovate and get room and, and uh, make it to where we can race out of a different shop. And you know, if if I can do that for them and the, and the sponsors, the partners that are on the Seven U, that would be huge. And you know, last year we ran the the fourteen race or twelve race, whatever it was, sent with with the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series, and we ended up finishing fourth in the championship. And really, we felt like we left a lot on the table, like because we had good runs. But we wouldn't have really good finishes. Like we just get knocked out for whatever reason. We have some DNFs here and there, or just just have some issues or some problems go our way that really was out of our hands. Uh, so for us to have those setbacks and still finish fourth was huge for us. And it was a you know eye opener. Says hey, well, yeah, we can go do this. And Steve said you know that, that he was all in, no matter like didn't really matter how many races they put on the schedule. Steve said yeah, let's go do it. And um. You know, I'm, I'm really thankful and fortunate for those guys because they, yeah, it's been five years in the making, and um, never would have thought when they first gave me the call, hey, let's let's go race this this two day race in Texas right here in my backyard, that it would turn into this. Talk a little bit about what it's like to run the, a series, um, a midget series. I I don't think a lot of our audience. I think they know about the world of outlaw sprint cars. I'm sure a lot of them have watched the Chili Bowl, but I mean, you know, the USACs and the other series that that um, that run midgets. Talk a little bit about uh, how you know what 
uh, what kind of a commitment that is. And just, I mean, those series are slugfests. They're so full of talented racers. Oh, absolutely. It, it's amazing to watch uh, just like qualifying. If you watch USAC or, or even extreme qualifying, uh, you see that the top 20 are within, you know, uh, you know, half a second or even, you know, what are four tenths of a second of each other. It's, it's incredible to see the, how competitive it is right now. And, you know, and I talk about that a lot is, is how competitive, you know, things were back 20 years ago. But it's, it's so it's everybody's on top of each other right now. There's literally 15, 20 cars that can go out and win a race today at every race um so it's it's pretty incredible the the amount of talent and and workmanship on the cars that are out there right now um and you know it, it, it takes a lot to, to be able to dedicate you know 30 plus races all over the country from pennsylvania to uh, you know illinois to kansas to arkansas to wherever you know and then not only for, for like usac does the west coast swing go all the way out to california um it takes a lot, not not just sponsorship and money, but also you know partners to to help get there and logistics and and places to stay and it yeah I I couldn't luckily I don't have to do that all by myself we we've, we've got you know our team we we take care of that all together but I couldn't imagine you know taking it on you know by yourself or, or some some guys that family owned teams like it, it would be it'd be a lot to take a hold of. So uh, speaking of partners, I know, you know, we, we talked about Trifecta and, and you mentioned all of the partners that kind of help you guys out with that team. Um, so talk a little bit about the, the people that help you, uh, the, the, the sponsors you guys have and all the partnerships that you guys have on the Trifecta team this year. Uh, well, like uh, PDI, uh, Performance Diesel Incorporated, they help us out a lot. You know, they get us up and down the road and, and do a lot for us throughout the year. Um, and also we got we brought on uh, Blackjack, uh, which is also another trucking company that that uh, came on this year from the past success that we had throughout the last year. And then along with uh, Throttle Down Threads, uh, Peterbilt Steve, uh, you know, we have a ton of uh, sponsors that help us out, Little Big. They, uh, just anything they can do to help us get up and down the road is, is pretty much – we don't really ask for a set number. It's just if you – like we had somebody come up at Chili Bowl said, I'd love to be on the car. And it was like, well, what does it take? And they were like, well, worry about it later. Let's just get you on the car because we'd just love to have you here. <laughs> so it's, it's just one of those things. We love to race and we love to help people. And, and we like it when people want to help us. And so we just try to make a partnership out of everything. It's not really necessary, necessarily like, how much can you help us? It's like, let's just go have fun doing it. I mean, if you're in a situation where people are coming to you and, and wanting to put their business on your car, then I think you're doing something right because too many other drivers can't can't say that. So, um, so I, I need you to make me make me two two deals, uh, and, and I'm gonna we're gonna record on audio so that it's here forever, so you can't ever back out of it. Number one is the next time that you're in the Charlotte area. Obviously, I owe you dinner uh, for for being over here. I know you were you were gonna run Millbridge a, a while back. Did you, you never did you ever get to run the Millbridge race? Yes, so the first Extreme Outlaw race, we, we actually uh, were the high point guy for the very first Extreme Outlaw race, okay, and we like that second quick, so I got yeah. that to hold my hat on. Right, so, yeah, well, uh, yeah, look, looking really forward to coming back this year, though, yeah, and yeah, getting so, that dinner. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> you, you just hit me up, and, and, and it's all yours. The second thing is uh, I know a lot of people probably maybe know your name but not really your face, but they watch the flow racing coverage. You have the most extravagant handlebar mustache I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Um, so <laughs> never, never, ever shave that because that is that is amazing, and it's I don't know how you do it. It must take hours upon hours in the mirror. Um, but don't ever let that go because I actually advocated for you on Twitter because people were like, "What? You know, something." Landon Huffman said something about. It. I was like, "Hey, leave him alone. Um, he's got that thing worked <laughs> out, and it's it's doing great." So. Landon just well, wishes well, my, my he had job. one. Probably so. A lot of you, I think you make a lot of people jealous with the way that it looks. But, uh, so but my, never my girlfriend's that. really going to hate that you said that because she's been begging me for me to shave it off. Not, not shave it off completely, but just get the ends off of it, get the handlebars off. And she's the only one. Everybody else just, everybody else really likes it, but I kind of got to keep her happy. So I but you, decided really but you finished, you, you finished high in the chili bowl, so now you can't shave it. All right, Kyle, best of, luck this, best of luck this season, my friend. Go out there and get him, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. No problem. Kyle Jones, everybody. We'll be back right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color Correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
I'm Matt DiBenedetto, the brutally honest NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you, uh, as always, talking racing like we always do. We are, uh, what, T-minus a couple weeks away from the Clash at the Coliseum? Yep, which, two By weeks. the way, it's going to be a night race. Yes, sure? prime time. Prime, yeah, prime time. Prime time. As if, time. As if last year's daytime race wasn't a disaster, we're going to throw lights on it. And yeah. Send them out there <laughs> full sail and do it again. Um, yeah. But um, in the second hour of the show, we'll kind of talk a little bit about uh, what, what we what we saw last year um, and, and if we were in charge of NASCAR, what we would kind of change um, going into this year. It doesn't look like a lot of things are going to change except for the fact that it's a night race. Um, the format's kind of been tweaked a little bit. I think they're going to add some more cars to it um, <laughs> because we need that. Um, but uh, in any event, uh, I think it'd be a fun uh, fun opportunity for those guys to go out there and see what they've got. It, we're in year two of the car now, so it won't be a brand new car going in this year as it was last year. So they'll kind of know what to, what they need to do. And, of course, last year we had a lot of issues with handling and steering and, and things like that, which have all been fixed um, since last year. So I think, it'd be, I think it'll be a better race um, this year for sure. We talked about so we talked to Kyle Jones a minute ago. I, I mentioned you know one of those one of the kids out there that's kind of getting their name out there and and running different things. And, and I think you're going to hear another name in the NASCAR garage area this year that's probably going to run. I think he's running every every conceivable NASCAR series you can possibly imagine. Uh, William Sawalich. Sawalich. No, no. Sawalich. Sawalich. William Sawalich. Yeah, I was not yes. going to get that right. Um, yes. He's going to compete for in six races for Tricon, and then he's going to compete in some ARCA races. Some. Uh, you name it. He's running in like every single race that you can possibly imagine this year. But he's getting his name out there, and that's all that matters, I guess. Yeah, William, William's William got a, a, a whole host of good opportunities yeah, from um, super late models to ARCA to trucks. Um, you know, William uh, is a driver. He's he's originally from Minnesota, lives here in the Mooresville area now. And um, William, uh, his, his parents um, own Starkey Hearing, which is one of the... Um, the top hearing aid manufacturers uh, in the world. And William is just a super humble young man. And boy, can he drive the wheels off a car. And so um, he has now gone from Chevy to Toyota. And um, I think he's going to do really well. He's going to contest the Arca East series and a bunch of stuff. So we'll be back in a moment. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. 
a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Michael Annette. If you're not making it work on the outside, make sure you listen to the inside path. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Hey, let me ask you. So do you own a business or are you a part of a business that has to deal with lead generation? Is the company that you work for a company that uh, uses lead generation to sell products? Well, most of us do, don't we? So um, if you're on LinkedIn and if not, and you're a business person, what are you thinking? Get on LinkedIn now. <laughs> it is the business platform to be on. Um, there is a company called Connected. It's K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D. This company, and this is a personal testimonial because I use it myself. It, it can helps you convert cold LinkedIn connections into paying clients. Now, here's the deal. LinkedIn is the world's largest database for B2B leads, which is why you should be on it if you're not already. And Connected... The software uses LinkedIn's powerful Boolean search in order to, you, you just type in, let's say you want directors of marketing in Texas. So you type that into LinkedIn, it'll show you a list. You export that list and then take it right into your uh, connected prospecting software. And then you that's how you build your sales funnel. And you just communicate with the members of that list in the way that you normally would, and, uh, and and you start seeing leads on your calendar. I have used it. It works for me, and trust me, I'm a caveman when it comes to technology. So this is a great piece of software. It's $89 a month. That's it. Just a great business uh, investment, 
And if you want concierge service, which means you basically get a coach to help you get set up and help and walk you through how to best use this, it is a one-time lifetime charge of 1500 bucks. But if you go to getconnected.com, that's K-E-N-N-E-C-T-E-D, getconnected.com slash steeringwheelnation, you will get half off that concierge service. One payment, $750 for life, plus $89 a month. That's it. 17,000 plus businesses using this software quite successfully. Over 6 million leads generated. You need this. Connected is the place to go. Back in a moment. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass.
Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you, uh, kicking off our second hour of Motorsports Talk. We still have a lot to talk about and only about 50 minutes to do it in. So we've got a lot to, a lot to cover. Um, let's talk about one of, uh, one of one of your good friends and then somebody who's co-hosted a show before, uh, Ryan Vargas. Yes. Um, Vargas has got some big things happening to himself uh, this year. Speaking of, we were talking about William a minute ago running in 95 different series, and Vargas <laughs> is trying to top that. Um, I tend to hold my security hold my security system for a second um, because he's going to run in uh, the Xfinity series um, for um, what's what's the team he's running for? I can't think. I can't think of the name of it. The Xfinity what are you talking team. about? The Xfinity team that Vargas is running for. Well, he's running in the trucks for On Point Motorsports. Yeah, I knew that. And then in Xfinity, he's running for the new, um, I think it's called M- MHC. Um, it's it's uh, M- MCK, something like that. It's it's um, M- M- uh, CHK. CHK. I knew it was three letters. It's the it's basically Mike Harmon racing right. the 47 car. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Mike Harmon has um, a couple of new partners. Gary Keller, who was with JD Motorsports, is now over with Harmon. And that's the K. And then he has an additional partner uh, that's the other letter. So <laughs> that's how that works. Uh, and so Ryan's going to be the anchor driver. I don't know what that means. In other words, I don't know if he's running the whole schedule or just most of it or what. But um, he is going to run uh, a, a at least a good bit in the Xfinity Series. And also, he's going to run a bunch of races in the Truck Series for On Point Motorsports, which is interesting because that's the team that Caden Honeycutt ran for for the last several races of last year. And I think we're all hoping that Caden ended up full-time in that truck this year, and it looks like that's not going to happen now. So we hope that Caden will still be um, running some races for that team as well. Uh, maybe in the second truck that they have, the 31 truck, or maybe he runs whenever Ryan Vargas is not in it. Um, so we'll see the specifics of those later on. But you know what, Randy? That's This is going to be a good season for Ryan, I think, because um, he ran pretty well. Now, I don't, again, I don't know how the, the 47 car is going to fare. It, it definitely showed signs of improvement last year. Um, and so we'll see where it goes. But the 30 truck is a top 10 truck. And I think Ryan needs that. I think Ryan, the, the fact that he kind of stepped back into the truck series and is going to get into a truck that is capable of running in the top 10 and being very competitive um, is going to be good for him. It's a little less of a commitment than uh, in terms of sponsor dollars than, than running for JD was. So hopefully that will allow Ryan to be able to do a little bit better. Well, yeah, and you know it, it's funny because we, we've seen this happen several times over the last several years, where a driver says, "You know what? Uh, yes, I have an opportunity." And and you know, JD Motorsports by all means is not you know the top top, top ten team. Well, they can be, but they could be, right? Exactly. It all they just depends have to have the right... what, what you bring. Right. If exactly. it, there's there's levels, people have uh-huh. to understand that if you want to run in the top ten, it's X amount of dollars per race, right? Because you got to have the best engines, the best tires, all the tires, and all that. Now, a lot of times what Ryan was bringing did not, it wasn't quite enough to have all the best stuff. And so on like a super speedway, Ryan could be very competitive. But, you know, so it, it, a team like JD or even Mike Harmon, really any of these teams, it all depends how much money they have to work with. You know, sure. and so in the, in the case of Ryan going back to the trucks, which I think was going to be your point, 
I think it's good for him because I think his dollars that he has can go a tad bit farther there than they could even with JD in the Xfinity series. Well, I think what, what I was what I was getting at was more so of like a driver like Ryan Vargas just saying, you know what, I, I know I have an opportunity, but I think I could do better, or I right. think that there's yep. more to me yep. than what I'm getting right now, and I'm going to take a chance on myself, and it, it may come back to bite me in the butt, and it, it may result in me not even getting a ride at all. But I, I'm going to take a chance on myself. Right. Um, um, Matt DiBenedetto did that a couple of years ago. Um, you know, had, had a, a decent opportunity, but he's like, I'm, I, think, I think I'm better than what I'm getting. Right. Um, or in the equipment that I'm in, I'm not happy where I'm, what I'm doing. If you're not happy, why are you doing it? Right. right. So he's like, I, I, you know, I think I can do better. I'm taking a chance on myself. And he ended up over at Rackley War and, you know, almost made the, almost made the, the championship this year. So, I mean... Sometimes you just have to. You, you can't be complacent, especially in this sport with as many young kids as is being poured into this into the program from Toyota and Ford and Chevy and all the developmental things coming on board. All these sponsors who are always looking for the next best thing and are always trying to figure out where my um, ROI is going to come from. If I'm sending twenty three million dollars to this team, I better be getting twenty four back. Um, you know, right. or whatever the case yep. may be. Um, so in the case of Ryan Vargas, he has great partners. You know, we talked about the social media presence of, of somebody like Ryan Vargas who says, you know what, you may not be giving me, you know, multi-millions of dollars for my sponsorship, but I'm going to do everything I can to help you get your right. name out there. Yep. So he puts videos on social media all the time of him running through Sam's at, you know, three in the morning or whatever, um, chasing <laughs> down security cameras. But yeah. it works for him, and it makes it puts an, it puts a name to a face, and it puts a brand to a, an individual and he's taken that opportunity, and they've come along with him, and they're going to run some races for him and you know, sponsor him in, in trucks and Xfinity. And that's what it takes is saying, you know what, I'm not going to be complacent in this sport. I'm going to take a chance on myself and see where it goes. I'm either going to fail or I'm going to succeed. That's right. Well, and again, I think uh, a good opportunity in the trucks, and we'll see where where the, the new team and the new group that's assembled for Mike Harmon, where that takes the 47 car, uh, certainly can't hurt because he's going to have more money in the organization this year with those partners that are on board with him than what he's probably ever had in the sport. So, um, you know, and Ryan's going to, so that's a good opportunity, I think, um, for Ryan to go and, and run in both series, get more seat time, and uh, again, continue to build his brand. He is... Um, a class act and just does he works his tail off those swan security promos that he puts together which he does all himself um you know where he runs through the store like you said those are hilarious that's entertainment and and people love that and swan loves him and um you know so ryan's able to have some of these sponsors that have been with him for a while uh now a year or two or three and they're they're going with him to his new rides so yeah it'll be fun to watch him uh, on the flip side of that, somebody else that we talk about uh, who has that same sort of social media presence and, and does things to, to kind of get his brand out there is Fast Pasta, Anthony Alfredo. Um, and he had a really good opportunity this past year uh, running for our motorsports, but sponsorship opportunities, things like that kind of went by the wayside. So he had to kind of take a step back this year and kind of figure out what his options were. So he's going to run full time for BJ McLeod this year, um, running in the 78 to, for Xfinity Series. He will run the full season. He will be the only driver. Um, unless B.J. McLeod runs some races in a, in a secondary car. Um, but it's kind of a, a good or bad. I'm not going to talk negatively toward B.J. McLeod Motorsports by any means. Um, but I, I, think, I hope not. Well, I mean, I, I Cause, mean. Because I think, I think B.J. is one of these organizations that you see slowly taking a step oh, yeah. forward. Oh, yeah. And, For I, sure. and I think this actually, to me, it, I don't think is a step back. Pasta's going to have a lot of the same sponsors mm -hmm. that he had with Auer. 
Um, and, you know, sometimes, again, like you said, it's just time to go somewhere else. Yeah. And and I think um, I think this is actually going to be an interesting fit to see if uh, Anthony can help um, help with uh, BJ's ascension here uh, in the Xfinity series, because I do believe that that is a team. BJ is a very uh, passionate, aggressive kind of uh, person and driver who loves NASCAR and loves racing and really wants to build this team. And uh, I think Anthony's got an opportunity to be a part of that. You know, I think sometimes, especially in the case with a, with a guy like Anthony Alfredo, you get into an organization like our motorsports where you have other drivers there that are, are more established. Brett Moffitt, you know, Jeb Burton came along, you know, all these other guys yeah. that come to the stable. And, and they're more, I, I say well-known, they're more, they're more of a household name than Anthony Alfredo is because Anthony's still a fairly young kid coming up to the rankings. So when you have an opportunity to kind of go and do something different and be the only guy on the team, it kind of almost – Pulls you out of the out of the shadows right. and say, "I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm the only guy here. Yep. So, anything that happens on this team is all me. The, it's, I it's have no fault. teammates to yep. fall on. Yeah, the, everything or that happens. Right. Yeah, it's sink or swim, basically. It's all the point. attention, basically, on yeah. him. And so, I don't see this as being a step backwards for Anthony. Really, um, I think that uh, I think it, it has a chance to be a, a, a lateral move. And, you know, it could be a very interesting surprise move. Anthony's a top 15 racer in almost everything he's driven. So, um, and he has the chance to be a top 10 racer. We'll see if BJ can get him there. But, um, yeah, that's good. good fit. Uh, speaking of sponsorship opportunities, uh, another good uh, friend of ours and, and, and somebody that I love seeing succeed, Cas Grella, um, has a new sponsor in Island Brands USA. I'm starting to think that, you know, maybe he's got an alcohol problem because he's, he's eating <laughs> He's eating alcoholic ice cream, and now he's got alcoholic sponsorship. But whatever works. I mean, you do, you can. Um, anyway, we'll step aside and uh, take a break. We'll have more right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. 
Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Hey, this is Jeff Burton, and you're listening to the Inside Path. So before anybody sends me hate mail, I was only kidding. <laughs> we know. We love Kaz Girl a lot. But uh, last year, or the last couple of years, he said, uh, was, was it Scream? Um, what's hot it, what, Scream. Hot Scream, yeah. Yeah. He said the, the ice cream, the hot ice cream. It's not brand. alcohol. It's, not it's alcohol. spicy ice spicy cream. ice cream. Yes. Might as well be alcohol. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Same effect um, on my stomach. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then th- this year he's got to Island Brand USA. Island Brand USA, they make a lot of different um, adult beverages, yes. um, but they're going to be on the, the car with uh, Sam Casgrala uh, as he races for Sam Hunt um, this year in the Xfinity Series. Which, again, is a big yes. deal. because He's got the house car at yes. Sam Hunt Racing, the, the yes. car that uh, Cole Custer won in. The, the car that uh, Tyler Reddick won in. So he's he's got the, the house car over there this year. But uh, a great opportunity for sure. That's a top 10 car over there um, at Sam Hunt that can be a top five car. And again, great opportunity for Kaz Grala, who is, is skilled on an oval track or a road course. It doesn't matter. Um, that could be a sleeper team in the Xfinity Series this year, maybe not a run for the championship, but certainly could be a playoff uh, contender and um, and, 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 and a driver that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Cass has a really cool personality, and it's great to see him get that break. Uh, Reddick is going to run some races for Sam Hunt, too. Yes. Uh, oh, by the way. Yes. Um, because he got them their first win. So, of course, they're going to keep him in some capacity to be able to run some races for the team. Um, later on in the year. Um, the other kind of big news story, we, we talked about uh, colleague racing earlier and the fact that Chandler Smith is a part of that team, um, but Landon Castle's not going to be. Uh, Landon's actually not going to run the full season uh, this year, so they will scale the 10 car back to a, a kind of a house team, basically, or a, a, what's a carousel of drivers is what they call it, Mary Gorilla. All-star car. All-star car, thank yeah. you. Um, so we know that Justin Haley's going to run some races in, in the car, um, and one would think, you know, Daytona, I think, is his first. Time. Yeah. So yeah. right now, the team is going to be um, Chandler Smith and Daniel Hemrick. Um, and so um, they will have the third car. I- I'm sure AJ Allmendinger will probably run some Xfinity races in the car, sure. as will ha- Justin Haley. Um, but who knows who else that they can uh, p- probably get? Noah Gregson ran some races for him last year. So, I, I mean, there's a possibility he could run some races for him, too, um, this year. So we'll see what happens. But I- I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, Chris Rice being a good friend of mine, I, I wish for three cars, but I know they have bigger things on the horizon. Well, and I feel bad for Landon because there again, and you know, I don't know, I do not know what the situation is with his sponsor, but it was a sponsor issue. And again, it's a Bitcoin company. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I, um, I hate that for Landon because that was a great opportunity and he was signed and ready to, to, to go and something happened there. So, uh, it's a shame, but, um, you know, hopefully Landon gets another opportunity. And we didn't talk about the other driver that Sam Hunt's going to have that's going to be a big, I think, impact in the Xfinity series as well um, for, for the races he runs. And that's Connor Mozak. Um, and Mozak is another driver like Kaz that is as good on a road course as he is on an oval. That team is a sneaky good team going into this season. And I could see both of those drivers winning races. Um, it's 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 cool to watch somebody like Sam, who was a former late model competitor, that's built a team up, and every year that team gets better. And it's great to see um, the the drivers that he's had. He had John Hunter for quite a few races over the last couple of years. Now he's got Kaz and Connor and Tyler Reddick running some stuff. Just going to be a good operation there at Sam Hunt this year. He's he's sparing no expense over there. No, uh, this year, but but that's what you got to do. And we talk about this all the time on the show, especially with with up and coming teams like Sam Hunt. I mean, you know, earlier in the year, last year they were top twenty five team. Yep. Um, maybe they had Cole Custer get in the car. Um, you know, he went out and won the race. I believe it was Poke. That wasn't with Sam, was it? That was the uh, that was Greenlight. That's Greenlight. Tyler Reddick is who I was thinking about. Uh, Tyler Reddick went out. Tyler went. And, didn't and he did. win for Big Machine? Did he? 48 car. Yeah. Oh, he wanted okay. the 48 car. Well, whatever. Anyway, um, the point is, is that these guys go out and get these get these high, these heavy hitters in the Cup Series or Xfinity Series, whatever, uh, to go out and, and get them on board for four or five races in a row. Um, just kind of to kind of give the idea of the team, you know, this, this is what I'm seeing. You know, yeah. I'm in top tier equipment over here, um, but this is what I think you can do better or this is what I think you should try. Um, and a lot of times it elevates these teams into you know a, a different level because they were able to have these guys come on board um, and kind of give them a little bit of uh, you know I, I guess constructive criticism that yep. can go a long way in the sport. Well, that's exactly right. And there's like you said before, there is so much young talent out there right now. So it's it's good to see these teams that kind of come up out of uh, out of the the woodwork, so to speak, and build themselves to the point. Um, where you see these young drivers getting an opportunity, whether it's trucks or Xfinity, because again, as we talked about before, there's not going to be a lot of opportunity in the cup series, at least with the top teams for a little while. There's only a, you know, you got Kevin Harvick leaving after this year. Kyle Busch obviously will be around a while longer, but you know, Denny Hamlin will probably extend his contract, but you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of opportunity. We've already put, a good bunch of younger drivers in most of the available elite cars. So um, it's going to be harder and harder to get to the cup series unless they bring new teams in. So the, the truck series, the Xfinity series rides are going to become more premium. And so these teams like Sam hunt um, or our, or teams like that are really uh, primed to, um, to benefit from that. Cause they're going to get some of that top talent. And I think that's why we're seeing such intrigue with the Xfinity and Truck Series is because the Cup Series is basically full. I mean, with, right. the, with the way that they have the charter system now, you can't get new teams that 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 much. And even when you can, it's like in order to get one, you got to spend you know 
half your life savings yeah, times three in order to get well, a charter. So. It's 20, 20 to $30 million yeah. right now, and there's only one or two that even are kind of up for grabs if somebody wanted them for that price. So, um, yeah, it's going to be hard to expand the cup field without changing that charter system because um, new, new manufacturers are not going to dump the kind of money it takes in the cup to come in without a charter. So um, NASCAR eventually is going to have to deal with that. But until then, I think that's a benefit for the truck and Xfinity series. Like we said, um, you know, cause you got even a team like Jordan Anderson racing and now AM racing um, is also now expanding their, their lineup a little bit. And so um, it's going to be interesting to watch those two series continue to add new teams and new cars uh, two new cars trucks to their uh, lineups. Speaking of uh, adding new trucks or adding new cars, we, we talked about the Daytona 500 entry list. I have it pulled up. It's, it's pretty much you know, uh, your standard run-of-the-mill list, except for the five or six open cars that are in there. But the interesting name, I didn't even, I completely forgot to even mention this earlier. Travis Pastrana is going to <laughs> attempt to qualify yeah. for the Daytona 500 in a car that's uh, prepared by 2311 Racing. So that's actually pretty cool. That's something on his bucket list. Um, might as well go out and try to knock it off the list. Yeah. I mean, you know, Travis is not somebody that you would necessarily say is a contender in a stock car, except for the fact that it's Daytona. And if you make the race in theory, you could win it because of the way it plays out. But, um, you know, that was interesting for me to see. And, and uh, certainly he's going to have a good piece of equipment to do it in. And what what's neat about that is it's kind of a throwback to the days when you would get a Marty Robbins, who was a big country and Western star, you know, or a driver like that, you know, who who's from sort of outside of the NASCAR genre who would come in and run Daytona. So Mario Andretti, A.J. Foyt, drivers like that that would come from IndyCar or other divisions and compete. Um, so I think that's I think it's going to be interesting to see how Travis does in the car. And I think there again, he I don't necessarily look for him to make it through, um, you know, qualifying. He's going to have to do it in the duel. And so, you know, we'll see, because, again, you don't get a whole lot of practice for that race either. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting thing for Travis to see how quickly he can get the speed out of the car. You know, speaking of practice, I, I didn't mention this uh, or put this on the run sheet because I completely forgot about it until you mentioned that. But I saw something the other day. They were talking about the, the street race in Chicago this year. Um, NASCAR is apparently banning cup drivers from racing in the Xfinity race the day before um, because of, I guess, they don't want them to kind of know what the track is ahead of time. Right. Well, like yeah. The See, again, keeping in mind that um, – they can only run a maximum of five. True. Okay, a piece, five Xfinity starts or truck starts. Um, and so, and then they can't run, obviously, during the playoffs. The reason NASCAR did this for Chicago is because what they don't want is they don't want a lot of the drivers kind of buying up or taking up rides that maybe could be given to others from the road course discipline, I think, uh -huh. who might come in. But but also because I think they, they just want to keep the races separate and give the Xfinity stars an, an equal opportunity. I think it's a good move. You know my feelings about 
drivers uh, going backwards once you go forward. I don't like it. Um, and so uh, I'm not unhappy at all. And I think it's just going to add even more intrigue. And I think it makes it better for the Xfinity Series regulars that, you know, nobody's coming down and steal any wins or points money or points or anything like that. Uh, it's going to be two separate races. I think that's a situation, though, where if you want it, if you didn't want that to happen, then why did you put the Xfinity Series with the Cup Series at the check to begin with? Well, again, because you want the Xfinity Series there and you want those folks to have the chance to compete. I don't I don't ascribe to the idea that just because you know, there's an Xfinity race or a truck race that the cup drivers should be running it. And I don't see where I think anybody that has an issue with this it, to me is just not looking at it correctly. It'll make the cup race better because your, 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 your elite won't be able to drop down and have more practice before they go out in the cup car. I think this actually makes it a better weekend and a better show. And again, I think, you know, I wonder if we're going to see this as a trend for the future especially in light of the fact that, like I said, it's going to get harder to get cup rides. So they probably will hopefully give these Xfinity drivers more opportunities to where, you know, they don't have to lose out to a cup racer and lose points and lose stage uh, points and all that. I just think if you're, if you're going to have a race like that, you should make it elite and, and only the, be the only thing, the only attraction at the track. Yeah, you got to have more than one right, division. We'll, we'll step aside, take a break. We'll be back with more about it after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. 
The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. And you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pack. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you as always. And if you missed any part of our show tonight, including our interview um, with uh, handlebar mustached Kyle Jones, <laughs> um, you can catch it on demand later on in the week. Uh, so NASCAR had their Hall of Fame induction ceremony uh, last week and inducted three new members. Yes, only three. That's a debate that we can go on and on and on about, but we only have three this year um, into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Matt Kenseth, Kirk Schilmerdine. And Herschel McGriff, uh, and of course, and um, uh, Mike Helton uh, was the uh, was the fourth member. Uh, but I guess they only count the three. Well, be, but, yeah, because Mike won an award. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't an actual, wasn't actual voting voted in nominee. Cool. He won. Yeah. Yes. So three new members of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, um, all three deserving. I know, Tom, you've talked about Kurt Schilverdine and how you thought that he should have been um, inducted probably a little bit sooner than he has been. But we're getting there slowly but surely. We're getting there. Um, but Matt Kent said certainly, obviously, first-year Hall of Fame ballot nominee. And, of course, when these guys come up into the uh, on the ballot box, they're going to be first-year Hall of Famers because of just the, the name alone, more so than anything. But Matt Kent said this is a former champion, so I guess he does deserve his place. In well, that. sure. Um, yeah, I mean, and, of course, junior is junior. And anybody, you know, and, and, and but you, you look at um, – you, you look at Kirk Schellerdine, he's he won four championships with Dale Earnhardt as his crew chief. Um, and he, he's been around a long time, very accomplished. He also had a driving career. Now, again, not necessarily spectacular, um, but certainly is worthy of being in the Hall of Fame just on his championship accomplishments. Um, so I'm glad he finally got in and... You know, I mean, yeah, you want Matt Kenseth in there, and it's a bit of a popularity contest anyway, so naturally those guys, as soon as they're eligible, they're going to get voted in. Um, I just wish that there was, again, I'll, I'll, I'll say it every year till NASCAR hears me and, and comes to common sense if they ever do, um, let's get more of the older drivers in before we lose them. I like to have the driver be able to do his own acceptance speech. And I think it's terrible that we, you know, we only elect one at a time. And Kirk Shelmerdine is a good example of a guy who thankfully is still, you know, doing quite well, actually. And, and I think hopefully with any good graces, we'll be a guest of one of these, one of these shows upcoming soon. Um, and, and Kirk is, is a guy again that I thought should have probably got in before, we need to put more of these these legends in while they can still enjoy the fact that they got in. 
Well, if you look at the other nominee, Herschel McGriff, he's 95 years old. Exactly. And that um, was, and yeah, he was the other one I wanted so. to mention because, again, that's great because Herschel, you know, Herschel's raced right up till I think he was 90 or 91. And, um, you know, and Herschel did a, Herschel had an amazing career, mostly out West, uh, and surely deserves to be, to be in the hall. So again, that's a, that's a good move to be able to get him in there while, you know, while he's still able to enjoy it. And, um, you know, and that's, so again, that's the only complaint I have is that I don't think we, we've put enough of the legends in yet. Um, because that's really what the hall should be built around. Matt Kenseth's still young by, by comparison and, and has time. Right. But, um, you know, I'd rather see more of the legends in there. Yeah, I mean it, it, that's a, it's a debate not only for the for NASCAR itself, but if you if you go by any any basically stick and ball sport, um, you know you can even say you know boxing, wrestling, any, anything, any sport that has a Hall of Fame, um, I think that's a hotly debated topic because it's one of those situations where, um, you know, you obviously want the you want these guys who have who have paved the way for the younger generation to be able to enjoy this moment for the in their time, right? Um, you know, for their contributions to the sport. Um, and unfortunately, you know, when when it's their time to go and they pass away, and somebody else has to go and take the take the reins. And I, and I think isn't there a rule that only the person inducted can can make the speech? And then they made an exception for um, Buddy Baker for Buddy Baker. Yeah, and, and that's that was kind of my role model for you know why did we not put him in sooner? Right. That's um you know I think you uh, all of these other sports that you talked about baseball, football, they all put more people in every year than than NASCAR does. Why NASCAR only does three a year? I don't have any idea. I don't it feels to me like an arbitrary number and that's what causes this issue. And so um I don't know. Like I said, I just hope that because I think that's why a lot of people see the hall, you know, kind of I don't want to say negatively, but you know, it's it because it it needs to be more about those guys than about Matt Kenseth. Yeah. There's there's years for Matt Kenseth to get in. Or if you're going to put a new guy in every year, then they have your ballot for the first year eligibility. But, but you know, slant it toward putting more of the, the historical folks in while they still can enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from the perspective of being like a historian for, for any anything, whether it's baseball, football, whatever, um, you know, you always sit and you go, okay, well, you know, it's great that you put Matt Kenseth in, but if it wasn't for this person, this person, this person, there wouldn't be a Matt Kenseth, right? You know, to, to be able to even be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, I, I you're right. Um, there are certain aspects of the Hall of Fame that I sometimes scratch my head about and go, why? The why Hall of Fame is way? not my problem. Just the process by right. which oh, yeah, NASCAR has chosen. Course. Yeah, because I love the Hall and I encourage. Everybody who's listening to this show, if you come to the Charlotte area, Charlotte, North Carolina area, you need to go to the Hall of Fame. It's an incredible place to go and spend a day. And it will take you a day. It'll take you three or four hours to get through everything and really, you know, um, to have a kind of a good walkthrough and 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 uh, have some fun. But, yeah, I, I just don't think they put enough in it once. And there are plenty of drivers, what I call legends, who are still alive, still well, get them in there. You know, nobody's going to hit you for putting seven or eight of those guys in a year. Nobody's going to mind that. I think people will love it. And you'll see more people go to the hall because you're doing that. That's my opinion. I mean, you're very, you're very right. And I, I wish that they would listen so that you, you can, you can finally have something else to, to, 
complain about. Um, but <laughs> but I but I I mean but, you're but you're right though. I I, I just I keep it. trying, hoping that somebody will go. You know what? Somebody okay, please, he's right. And and somewhere down yeah. the road, probably when you're long gone, because uh, yeah, that seems to be the trend. Yeah. Somebody go. Somebody in some board meeting. Somebody go. You know what? I was just thinking maybe we should induct more people. Yeah, in the more of the legends. And yeah. then it would be, and you'll turn over in your grave, and then everything will be like you know. I'll stand up and clap. <laughs> All right, so uh, we we talk about people that, that have been on the show and and done great things. Um, uh, we said our show brings luck, so hopefully that you know we'll reminisce with Kyle too. Um, but Stingray Rob has a full time ride. Yes, for he does. Del Coin and Rick were racing for 2023. I'm excited to see what he can do coming up from from the Indy the Indy Lights and you know yep. up to the rankings that, that to see what he can Indy. do. So yep. Road to Indy. Road yeah. to Indy. Um, to see what he can do. I'm excited to see what he's, he's got coming up this year. Well, he's in a good spot with Dale Coyne and, and Rick Ware in the 51 car. That was the car that Roman Grosjean has been racing. And it's a it's a competitive car. Stingray Rob is an exciting, young, very faithful Christian uh, young man who can, dr- who can drive a race car. I mean, he's, you know, he's a driver that will come into this. He is a very sort of methodical, very intelligent racer. And I think you're going to see Stingray um, start out well. And I think I would watch him in the Indy 500. I think this is a guy who, in that type of environment, uh, will step up his game. And I could see him being very competitive in that race, even as early as it is in their schedule. But Stingray is a road course racer that does very, very well on ovals. And I think Stingray is going to have a good time in that car and be a great addition to Dale Coyne and Rick Ware. And hopefully he'll have that uh, for a little bit. And um, certainly, obviously, a Rookie of the Year candidate for sure. He's a great kid. We'll get him back on the air, too. You know, it, it amazes me. We talk about, especially like in the in the Cup Series and Xfinity and Trucks and NASCAR in general, the the kind of the youth movement of the these kids coming up to the rankings and, and kind of taking over these rides. Yep. But it's kind of taken a few years for the IndyCar Series to sort of get these kids from the Indy Lights and bring them up into the IndyCar ranks. Um, but now that we've got that, I, I think that's what's making the IndyCar Series so much more exciting is because these kids are are like fighting like dogs. I mean, for every every you know position, yeah. every everything that they've got. Um, and it shows, and I think that's what is going to make the IndyCar series much more fascinating in the years to come, is yeah. seeing how these kids are, are evolving as they get into these higher... Well, here uh, again, you know, not only is... I mean, we got um, Skip Barber Racing School now a part of the road to Indy, and that's going to be great for these kids coming up out of carts, trying to go through their formula school and get into the road uh, uh, to Indy, um, the, the USF 2000 series um and then the um the other piece to that is that you've got drivers now even from outside the usa like callum eilat who came over and marcus armstrong this year is coming over to run for chip ganassi there are some very competitive racers who are coming into the usa not buying the rides but because they truly want to be an indycar and they love the racing that IndyCar has, and they want to be a part of it. So these young kids, even from outside the U.S. that come in, like those two that I mentioned, are great personalities, and they just add a lot of uh, entertainment and excitement and class to the field. And then you've got you know drivers like David Malukas, who had an amazing rookie year last year, um, 
you know, this is, like you said, IndyCar is fun because you really have to fight and scrap. And um, and really, it, it's even, you know, A.J. Foyt's got a couple of drivers this year that are going to be a lot of fun as well. Um, I just, I really think this is going to be an exciting in, year in IndyCar, and I'm looking forward to it. So the other big thing that we always talk about on the show, or one of the big things we talk about, is the the whole revenue sharing uh, thing, the charter system basically is what In we're NASCAR. talking about. NASCAR. Yep. Um, so apparently NASCAR rejected a, a proposal from NASCAR teams way back in October, um, and now the conversation Well, you're talking going, about, so. okay, so you're talking about the, the rev share between the, the TV money. Yes, the TV yes. money. Yeah, okay. that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yes. So whatever proposal that the, the Cup teams has sent to NASCAR – um, it was bad. Wanting a, more of a fair <laughs> shake, I guess, with the TV yeah, the money. Teams wanted um, it, they yeah. wanted more of a bigger, bigger purse. piece of the pie. Yeah. More, 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 more purse money. Yep. Um, and things like that. And Escar said no, basically, and sent it back to him. That was back in, in October. Um, so negotiations are ongoing. But this is actually kind of a bigger story than what we're making it out to be right now because I, I think they're. I mean, I don't know what happens. It's not like basketball or baseball. If they don't come to an agreement, everybody goes on strike. Um, but it's really going to be interesting to see what happens with these Cup Series team owners if they don't get their fair share. Well, you know, there's only so much leverage there. That's true. That's the thing. Where, where are you uh, going to go? Yeah, unless you're prepared to go on strike or go race your own series, and then you got to literally create it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard people say, well, you know, Tony Stewart can take SRX. No, that's not what SRX is, and Tony's not going to do that. Um, well, we can go run SMI. No, SMI is not going to go against NASCAR. It's like people don't understand not only the complexity of all of that, um, but the relationships and the fact that, you know, once you, once you, once you cut a tie, you've cut the tie, you know, NASCAR. So it is going to be interesting though. And I don't think NASCAR is unwilling. I think, you know, each side's going to play their brand of kind of hardball and then they'll find the happy medium and life will go on. Everybody will be happy. Um, you know, but um, I don't, I think, you know, later this year, that's going to become a much more important thing as the TV deal is being, is up in 24. And that's where you're going to start seeing some really crazy things happen, I believe, because I think streaming is going to come more into the picture. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see where this goes because um, a lot of stuff, you're going to see a lot of uh, different packages for broadcasting nascar races i think in this next tv deal yep and uh, one of the biggest names that we've heard recently has been disney espn and espn yeah yep. all right let's have a side take a break we'll wrap it up right after this Lane Castle, NASCAR driver, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you. About to wrap it up. Uh, I, I do want to make mention, though, for those of you who think we've forgotten, the 61st Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. Um, well, by the time this show airs, we'll have already started. Um, but uh, 63 or 61 cars are going to take the green flag yep. this year. The One of the biggest... Um, to me, I think one of the biggest uh, lineups we've had in quite some time because for a while there, we were barely scrapping 30. Yeah, and we've got a lot of, uh, again, a lot of 
drivers from outside of the the sports car genre that are going to be in it. A lot of NASCAR drivers in in the some of the lower, not necessarily the LMPT3, but uh, the prototypes. But um, a lot of drivers in the uh, in in some of the other divisions. Um, and and that should be fun. It's it's going to be interesting to watch. And uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like the twenty four hours, right? That is that's just one of those races that um, you know. Every year, I try to watch the whole thing, and somehow, you know, I think I got to like four in the morning last year, and then finally just fell asleep. But um, you know, but it is just it's a can't miss race for sure. So uh, new for twenty twenty three this year is the GT the GTP class, which yes. is a prototype of sports cars from Acura, BMW, uh, Cadillac, and Porsche that feature electrical hybrid systems uh, because IMSA is trying to embrace its new era um, and, and ho- putting a whole new class of cars into the Rolex 24. Yeah. So um, I think it'd be cool. We'll see what happens. But as Tom said, a lot of great talent um, in the 24 hours of Daytona. So if you get an opportunity to watch it or watch the whole thing, let's see. Um, t- t- tag us on social media and tell us if you made it through the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, thanks to Kyle Jones for being a part of our show this week. And uh, you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week on the NSFS. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Inside Pass, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow the Inside Pass on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit theinsidepasslive.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Inside Pass. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Inside Pass. Thank you for listening.